At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy. Thanks to amazing odor control, Fresh Step Clumping Cat Litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its Affiliates. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, brought to you by Lacrosse Footwear. Do one thing and do it right. For over a century, that's what lacrosse has been doing, making the best rubber boots, period. Check them out at lacrossefootwear.com. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 41. Today, I'm talking with my good friend, Drew Robbins from Alabama. He's here at the Southern Ground headquarters. We're talking all about our season preparation, getting ready for the season, lots of gear talk. If you're a gear junkie, this is a great episode for you to listen to. You guys enjoy Alright guys, welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm super jacked about this episode because I've got one of my good friends, Mr. Drew Drew Robbins, here live in person at the Southern Ground headquarters. Parker, man, thanks so much for having me, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to this episode tonight. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, interesting mm-hmm. uh, about this episode is m- me and you were planning on interviewing somebody like tonight right like, yeah we were yeah. we were planning like you drove here from where you live what what is it 45 minutes away something yeah, 30, like that 35 40 35 minutes. minutes yeah so you drove here and right when you got here i got a text hey man i'm still at work i'm not gonna be able to record tonight <laughs> so i was like <laughs> you walked in the door and is hey so it's me and you tonight let's do it man but it's gonna be let's a fun it. it's gonna be a fun episode we already have kind of an idea mm-hmm which really all it is is just us talking like we would normally talk mm-hmm. when when we're in a conversation. That's that yeah, all the conversations we've all had have been centered around this anyway. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, it's, it's not really anything new or different. So. <laughs> exactly. So before we're, we're not actually going to have an intro necessarily to this episode. We're going to do uh, just the podcast is going to be one big large chunk, so you're not going to have um, an intro, the meat of the podcast and then an outro. It's just going to be all together, but I do want to remind you to um, check out Onyx Maps, 
It's the best mapping software, in my humble opinion, um, for hunting public or private land. I've used it in both, and it is awesome. Um, check it out. Onyx Maps, you can get the Elite membership or the Premium membership. The Elite is for 50 states. All 50 states you can access. The Premium men membership is for one state. And, uh, yeah, so check out Onyx Maps. It's awesome. Um, the other thing is tetherednation.com. Now, we're going to talk a lot about Tethered. I feel like yes. a lot of our podcasts that I do is, like, kind of – Tethered kind of really just creeps its way into every episode, um, and that's because it's important to what to what the style of hunting that I'm doing. Yeah. So, um, and I know for you too, and we'll talk about that here in just a second. Yes. Um, but there is some really cool crap coming out from Tethered really soon, and uh, we got to play with it at the expo. I got some of it um, that I'm using already, and mm -hmm. it's just man, it's gonna. I can't wait, man. I can't wait for that. In mid-August, I'm just going to hand my paycheck over to them. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's good. They're, they're releasing a whole bunch of stuff uh, in August. Um, yeah, it's going to be really good. It's going to be well worth it. Another thing is, is right now, they are like a month out on shipping, which is uh, really huge for where it's been at. Um, and you're going to hear a lot about the story of Tethered in an episode coming up very soon. It's already been recorded um, with me and Walter Lee and Greg Godfrey. And you're going to get to hear a lot about the story of how Tethered was started and kind of the process of everything. So I'm not, I'm not going to spoil that, but I am going to say that shipping is uh, getting better. They're catching up. They're about a month out right now, which is a ton better than where it was. And from what I've been told, it's going to get even better come September. So uh, when did you order yours? I ordered mine in May. In May. End of May. So you got it around... Uh, month and a half. Mm -hmm. Month and a half. Month and, month a, half and a half is about yep. where you were at. Mm -hmm. Um, just got yours in. Just got it in, man. Like, literally, I got it in, and it's like you know, like every redneck that buys something new wears it immediately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So literally, it came out of the package, and I was in our uh, kitchen, and my wife's looking at me really, really weird because I just literally took it out of the package and just it just went right on. <laughs> just put it and on. And she's just looking at me like, "What is that?" You know? And I'm, I'm like, "This is." It's my tree stand. It's a man diaper. Yeah, it's it's that's that's what she said. She goes, "Looks like you're wearing a diaper," and I'm like, "A diaper that kills stuff," you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but uh, and so went out in the tree, man. Just um, I, I haven't been able to climb yet, which I know we're gonna talk about that here in just a little bit. But yeah. dude, it literally unboxed it, went straight on. Yeah, and and I wanna I wanna get um get something kind of out of the way, really quick for a lot of you guys. I get a lot of message act messages actually, um, surprisingly. I actually got one today. It was kind of funny. There was a guy that uh, commented on the most recent YouTube video, which if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you should do that. It is Sportsman's Nation. Um, I do the Southern Ground vlog on there. Just put out a new video this past week on my climbing method. So a guy commented on it, and he was like, uh, he said something to the effect of, you don't see a whole lot of alpha males like us up there hanging, hanging by a rope. He's like, I'm like 6'8", 240 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's totally not me. I'm definitely 5'6". I think it fool, the camera will fool you into thinking that I'm like taller than I am. You can't tell that actually I look like a hobbit. But I get a lot of questions about big dudes wearing saddles. Um, so if I could describe you, Drew, um, 
I'm gonna. I'm just gonna describe you. You're not a fat man. You're not a fat man at all. You are a, I appreciate a, a that. large man. Thank you man. so much. Yes. You're just a big man. Yes. Yes. You look scary yes. most of the time. I've I've never been small. Your beard weighs about 20 pounds, if mm-hmm. I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hangs down like mid chest. Yes. You just look like a Viking. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, I've yes. I've been called a lot of different things. Viking. <laughs> um, um. You know, other things I can't say on the podcast, but uh, um, yeah, I'm. Listen, I'm not self-conscious. I'm six foot even, you know, 290 pounds. So I'm not small by any stretch of the imagination. And so that was one of my concerns when I first started getting into the saddle idea. And actually, Parker, you're the one that um, introduced me to it um, in front of a restaurant of, of, of all places. We just busted <laughs> out that. the saddle. I've done that a lot, actually. Yeah. And, um, and, and so that was, that was my main concern was, uh, you know, hip pinch and, um, and different things like that. But man, when I put it on on Monday, and I now granted I was just out in the yard, you know, um, not in a hunting situation, but uh, there, there wasn't any of that, you know, yeah. and and um, and I know we were talking about this earlier, but like there is no going back for me. Like I sold everything. I sold my climber. <laughs> I sold uh, my lock on. I mean, I sold everything, you know, and and went all in on it because I I just I think it's the best way to hunt public land and where where we're at with all the public land we have around us. Um, I just went for it. And so so for all the big guys out there, you know, all the guys that were like, is this going to fit? Because I, I see that a lot on the Saddle Hunter page and on different um, forums and stuff like that. How does this how does this work for big guys? Because most of the guys you see are n- not necessarily bigger. They're, they're, you know, they're they're all like trim and fit and everything. And I haven't been trim and fit since sure, I was whatever. like in the second grade, you know. <laughs> and so, um, but, but for all the big guys out there, man, I, I just want to encourage you to try it. Just try it. I mean, get get the XL and try it, um, and it, it fits great. And um, I'm, I actually do the 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 straps around my legs so it doesn't come up. So yeah, I noticed I, that you I, did I, that. I do in the it picture. around. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yeah. um, I like that a lot better. It fits really, really good. I love it, man. That's cool. I think you're gonna enjoy it. And you actually uh, live in like the heart of where I hunt, so it's yeah. like your backyard. Yeah. Which I mean, it literally uh, cool. right right in the middle of it, and so um, just for all the all the listeners out there being being on the podcast for the first time, um, we live in Aston, Alabama. Me and my family. Um, uh, I have two kids, a five year old and a three year old. And bro, my five year old is starting kindergarten next week. Oh my god! Like I don't know. Does school th- start next week? Yeah, man. What the heck? Yeah, and so it's. I don't like that. I don't like that either. But so my baby girl starting kindergarten. And, and, and so, um, um, but we live right, right in the middle of Bankhead. And, um, and so, um, and if you want to come hunt Bankhead, come on, be my guest. It's really hard hunting. And so <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't mind telling people that that's where, that's where I, well, it's, it's where I live. It's, it's where I so hunt. It's so big. So huge. It's so like, big. it's a massive national forest. Yes. So yes. The chances of somebody who's listening to this, like running in to it's like a needle in a haystack. Yeah, really. it is. It is. And I got I got very lucky. Um, a guy that's in our church, um, I pastor one of the campus um, campuses of the Rock Family Worship Center, and he's on a praise team, and he's he's a really really good public land hunter, and um, and Brendan uh, has really just taken me out and showed me some different spots and showed me places where he he's killed deer there in the past, and so I've kind of got a, a a head start on on things like that. But this mm-hmm. year, man, it's 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 going to be mostly public land that that I do. I, I am on a club, um, and 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 so um, I know we're going to talk about it, 
talk about that here in a second too. But um, well, we can talk about it right now. Yeah, let's do it. Really, I mean, uh, one of the things that me and Drew were talking about here just a, a couple minutes ago was that um, in a lot of ways we feel like private land, at least let's let's put that into perspective. Let's say hunting clubs that guys like you and I can afford. Right. 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 Um, there are definitely high dollar hunting clubs yes. that that are not highly pressured. No. But the the stuff that me and you can afford, we were talking about how that is actually probably more public um than public. Than most of the public <laughs> yeah. around here. Yeah. Um, it seems like it. Like I, I can think of the last time I was on a club, um, there was one stand. I mean, if if it was open, somebody was going to hunt. Oh yeah. Like out, including myself, you know, I mean, um, I had the most deer sightings in there. So if there was a, if there was nobody there, I'm, I'm going to go set it. Oh yeah. Um, and so, you know, it can be harder at times to get on deer. If you're just going to dedicate yourself to a 500 acre club with 14 guys on it. Yeah. Um, it can be harder to find a deer on that piece of property than the, one hundred ninety-five thousand yeah. acres of and the and I don't forest. even think that it's necessarily even the pressure. It's that we've conditioned the 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 deer because everyone walks in the same way. Mm-hmm. They walk down the four wheel trail the same way. The shooting house has been there. Some shooting houses have been there for generations. You know, which is fine. That's awesome. And that is one part of the club that I really do like is the camaraderie of it. You know, getting together sure. with. With the guys hanging out, having a good time. If if someone does share or kill, you know, sharing the kill, all that stuff, that's awesome. Like deer camp, you can't beat deer camp, you yeah. know. But also, um, deer camp has, has been done the same way for years and years and years. And so, you go to the same stand that's been in the same tree, and and you sit. And that's how I grew up hunting was on clubs like that, you know. Yeah. Um, was on deer leases, and um, um, I know some people, you know, give. Bam, a bad rap when it comes to like deer density and everything like that. But I came from hunting the panhandle of Florida, yeah. you know? <laughs> so like, I feel like I'm, I'm just looking around going, Oh my gosh, there's so many deer here. And some people right. that grew up here are like, there ain't no deer here. I'm like, no, come on down to panhandle of Florida. I'll show you where there's no deer, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's, there, there's a lot of pressure and there's, and we've also trained the deer because we just walk in the same way. We do the, the exact same thing. And so, um, I, I'm even on our club going to go mobile. To where, um, you know, I'm basically just going to hunt the exact opposite of what other people are hunting, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe at the end of the year we can see how that works. But, um, well, let me tell you this. So, uh, that club I was just talking about is a club that's really close to the club you're on. Mm-hmm. I think, I think yeah. we've talked about it before. Um, it's not far. And I killed, uh, let's see, I killed two does, I guess, the, the, the year that I was out there, the last year I hunted a club. Um, I think I killed two does mm-hmm. and I missed a buck. It was running and it was the only buck I had seen. Yeah. Okay. Had, had, had a great shot at, yeah. and it was a running shot. But um, uh, that place, probably close to the last week of the season that year, uh, I went in and I'm not going to say I, I had sold out to the hunting beast method of mm-hmm. bedding and things like that. I had. I hadn't, re- I had heard of it, yeah. uh, you know, I hadn't really studied it. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those da- days where I was like, it was a Sunday after church. Mm-hmm. So I had gotten there a little bit late 
it was kind of one of those like Hail Mary, like right. I'm just going to do something. Yeah. I, I'm not going to sit in a shooting house because that's not working. Right. I'm not going to go find a ladder stand. I'm not going to carry my climber. I don't have enough time to do that. I'm right. just going to walk around and see if I can find something. Right. So I literally started at the gate where you park and open the gate, drive through. Mm-hmm. Right. I started there and I just walked the fence line. Well, I get 100 yards um, past the gate and I hit a whole bunch of like uh, – just like real thick, it's almost like mountain laurel mm-hmm. type stuff. I kind of was go. I was up on on a, a hill, and up on a ridge. It was it was really a hill, like mm-hmm. it was just a random hill. And I get up there and I start seeing these like bean shaped yeah. openings in this stuff. Yeah, and I mean I'm a hundred yards off off the road where we walk yeah. in, or where we drive in, and the gate. You know, every time you open the gate, yeah, yeah, you know. And you're like, oh, the deer ain't anywhere around here. <laughs> They're all by the green fields that we planted. Yeah. And uh, and so I start looking around. And I'm like, well, gosh dang, this looks like a bunch of beds. And that was probably the first beds that I actually found that I was like, yeah, these are definitely beds. Now, mm. at that point, I hadn't even really discovered the whole, like, finding hair in yeah. them and stuff. But it was obvious. Like, yeah. it was like, it, it looks like a moose laid down right yeah. here, you know. And, um, and that was... At the very beginning of the property line, if you can imagine this, um, you there was two gates on a, off a farm road. Yeah, there was a gate. Um, there was one gate, and then there was another one. And basically, what happened? They were on the same side of the road. Basically, right at the gate, or pretty close to where I was at, about a hundred yards off of it, there's a creek. Mm-hmm. And that creek just basically it's one creek bottom, and it just does a U all the way back to the other gate. So there's hardwoods, but right. you're pretty much hunting one bottom. Right. No matter where you're at on right. the property, it's just one bottom. And there's some little branches off of it that, that go a little ways. But for the most part, the main part of it is just one bottom. Yeah. And um, all the deer seemed to come from that direction. Sure, it yeah. was like there was – it was like a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they're bedding up on this hill, and they're what you never see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. There was never a lot because, I mean, there's not going to be a lot of deer. Right. But it was basically all of the deer that were on this piece of property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure there was more beds here and there. But the way the property laid out, if you can imagine beds and then a creek, they overlook this creek yeah. that goes all the way around. And you'd always see deer. They were just walking that creek bottom. Yeah. And then occasionally they'd come up to the top to eat on the green fields. But yeah. for the most part, we never saw them. Yeah. Uh, unless they got pushed. Yeah. I just thought that was super interesting. Um, and nobody hunts it. There's no stands over there. There's no nothing. Right. And uh, all, all it is is just a – it's basically like a sanctuary. Yeah. But they've set up that sanctuary to where they know – No one's coming in there. Yeah. I mean, and they also know if somebody does come yeah. in the gate. Yeah. They have – Yeah. They know. Yeah. I mean, it is as simple as parking – not opening that gate because they're not going to be able to see you. It, it wasn't set up to no. where they could see you, but they can hear that gate. Yeah, it's as simple as parking and walking in a little ways, and probably killing a good buck yeah. because that's probably where the bucks are at. And it's thick. It's a bunch of like that mountain laurel, pines, and yeah. stuff like that. It was it was perfect habitat. And actually, the funny thing is, is I I got off of that club and started hunting public, mm-hmm. and I told my uncle who was a great deer hunter, I, I, I was like, hey. 
you need he's not really into the beast style right. hunting right. stuff um he he's very good hunter he hunts you know the more of the fresh sign yeah. type type stuff and pinch points and things like that um but i i had never really scouted with him and taken him out to find a bed well during turkey season that next year uh <laughs> you know it was like i had hunted public and been successful on public and it was turkey season the following year and he had been on that club the whole season prior by no, i wasn't on it but he i took him out and i was like hey i want to go show you that place i've been telling you about yeah because i told him i was like you need to take your climber in there climb a Shut tree up. yeah and and kill a buck you'll do it yeah like if you go in there the right day the wind's right you'll do it mm-hmm. and and he never did it he still had a great season that year but yeah um we went in during turkey season. I showed him all those beds, and they were still right there. Yeah. I mean, I was pulling hair up. There was like eight or 12 beds. I mean, there yeah. was just all over the place, yeah. and we didn't even look that hard. Yeah. And so um, all that long story to say, like, hunting mobile on private land, man, it, be huge. it, it could be a huge. game changer for you. Huge. Um, and, and probably will get you kicked off a lot of clubs. Yeah, because you're probably going to be killing the biggest deer. Yeah. on the place. Yeah, luckily th- this club is real. It's real chill, you know. Yeah. But um, I have been on clubs. Me and my dad have where you start seeing deer, shooting deer, you know. And then it's like, you know, what's this guy doing? The next year, the, the the invite just doesn't come, you know. And um, but <laughs> so that's that's what I'm 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 really what I'm trying to do, Parker. This year is it's really funny. I'm 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 unlearning a lot of the things that I grew up hunting. Like, I'm just totally like, okay, this, you yeah. know, going public, going mobile. Because I, I've hunted the same way, either in ladder stands or with a climber for my whole entire life, you know. And then when we moved to Alabama um, three years ago, um, I got into more of the mobile run and gun um, public type of stuff. And so it's, it ain't been easy at all, you know. Right. But um, I started putting some things together. My, the the buddy that's really taken, taken me out and showed me some spots and everything, he's a really good deer hunter. And he actually said this. He goes, man, he goes, in 10 or 12 years on this club that we've had, he goes, I've never killed a deer. And I've never killed a mature buck in a greenfield. Like, never. Yeah. And I saw him I'm like, all right. So I, I take that, and I'm like, okay, well, we plant all these greenfields, and we sit on them, and no one kills them. Even the bucks that were killed were not killed in greenfields. They were killed walking to the, the stand on the side of a hill that people don't look at and go, okay, well, that's what they're betting. You know? Right. And so – um, but people have been just entrenched in just thinking shooting house, go to it, you know, mm-hmm. sit. If I see something awesome, it, you know, and, um, now there's, there's, there's also the part of it where, um, I'm also in this club for my kids. Cause whenever they, you know, get up, you know, I, I can take them and baby girl went with me twice last year and she loved it. And so, um, but I'm really just unlearning everything that I knew about deer hunting, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and in Florida, we could, we could corn, and I know now it's legal here, but um, um, e- even in Florida, it was just, we would have stand set up, we would go to them, and if we didn't see any deer, it was like, oh man, we didn't see any deer. And so now I'm actually questioning, why aren't our seeing deer? Like, yeah. where are these things at? And they one, gotta be somewhere. They gotta be somewhere. And one of the things that I did learn from, from, from my father, who's a really good deer hunter, like he would sit till 7.30, and if he didn't see anything, like that joker was up walking somewhere. Yeah. Like he, I mean, I would never pick him up in the same spot. And I finally asked him, like, Pop, what are you doing? Like, you, you know, you, you, you're not seeing anything because you're not sitting in a tree. He goes, Oh, I've seen a lot, you know. 
he's, he's seen sign, he's seen deer, he's seen all this stuff. And so, um, so that's the plan this year, man. If, if you were to ask me what my plan is going into this season, I plan on just hunting the freshest sign that I can possibly find. And just just walking, just start off walking, like having having some stuff on Onyx that looks good, but just walking in there and just hunting fresh sign because um, um, one of the things I've been listening to a lot and thinking on is that you, you have to be where the deer are, not where you think they are, mm-hmm. or where you want them to be. You know, because we got some pretty hard hardwood bottoms in the whole state. I mean, yeah. you can you can walk in and go, dang, they should be here, and then you can get and glued to not. a spot and they're not there, and you sit half the season. And a hardwood bottom because it's it's pretty and they got the best white oaks in the mm-hmm. whole entire you know region, but if the deer aren't there, then you know that's all, what what, what are you doing? And it's pretty easy to read deer sign. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I, I can't tell you how many times that has happened to me hunting, especially a new place. You yeah. know, you go in. I am bad about going in blind in the morning, so mm-hmm. I can and I still want to get there early. Yeah. And so I'm literally just going with my gut, yeah. you know, of, and, it, and it's worked. Like the, mm-hmm. I, the biggest buck I killed last year, um, that big eight point, yeah. he, I mean, that was, that was what happened. I, I kind of, I read the map, read what he was going to do and it worked out. Yeah. Um, but it was also, I think a lot of it had to do with the lack of pressure that was in that one specific spot. Mm-hmm. Um, made it, there's a lot of private land around there. Yeah. Um, a lot of green fields and stuff. And let's just be honest, most of the people aren't going to hunt the way that we hunt. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Like that's, that's totally not, fine. that doesn't make them bad or not good at hunting. They, they do that. This is how we do it. Yeah. And so, um, but I'm really bad about going into a spot blind and, and just kind of hoping for the best, yeah. you know, but, but really, um, you know, I, I do like to scout. It's easy to get, it's easy to get sidetracked on mm-hmm. summer scouting. Um, I, I try to I try to go into an area and say okay, um, typically in an area like this, the deer are going to be moving from this time to right. this time. If there's no sign, I, I don't typically see a lot of a lot of fresh sign mm-hmm. in the areas that I scout during the summer. Right. When I go in during turkey season, there's almost no deer sign in yeah. my hot spot areas. Right. The areas that I know 100% that I'm probably going to see some deer at that year. Yeah. Like my main areas have zero deer sign during turkey season yeah none so that tells me a lot that they're in the area during the fall but they're not necessarily there in the spring and summer and that's okay yeah i'm not i'm i'm not upset about that i try not to get too sidetracked i also try not to get too sidetracked when i see a whole lot of sign during the summer Mm -hmm. in an area yeah i might see a ton of sign i hung i hung a camera last year and uh it was i hung it during the summer and there was deer sign freaking everywhere dude It was like a swampy area, and there was so much deer sign. And I hung this camera, and I, I went and got it right before the season opened uh, in October. I got like <laughs> two pictures of deer on it. I got like a spike and a doe yeah. and a coyote. Yeah. And, and, dude, I'm telling you, there was so – the trails were just beat down in there. Nothing. Yeah. There just wasn't anything there. And, that you know, I, I learned a lesson there. That doesn't mean there wasn't deer somewhere around right. there. You just kind of have to right. find them. And the best way to do that is scouting in mm-hmm. season, like you're talking about, yeah. going in and just saying, "Hey, I'm just gonna walk. Just do it. This man. area looks good. I'm gonna set up when I find something that looks good. Yeah. And don't settle. Yeah. That's a, that's a big. I have walked past so much good deer sign, dude. I don't know if you've ever done that. I've oh, like, yeah. like walked past and expecting it to get better and better, and it just kind of peters out. And yeah. You're like, 
Yeah. I don't want to walk. I've already walked through this whole yeah. area. I could have just hung up. The worst is when you walk past the good deer sign, and then like it's getting daybreak, and you know you got to set up, and yeah. you set up and see nothing, and then on the walk back to the truck, the deer's standing right where you're like, that's where I <laughs> I, I could have killed him. I, yeah. He was there, you know? Um, and, yeah, I've done that a couple times. Oh, yeah. Done I've done a, it a lot. Done and, that a couple times. And, I mean, going back to a spot that you've already passed up is better, you know, I mean – Yes, you you run the risk of mm-hmm. you've already blown, yeah. Put your sin everywhere, but it's better than going and saying, "I'll just set up here because this is where I'm at." Yeah, just yeah. go back. Just go back. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, that's a good thing um, for any listeners who are kind of getting into this style mm-hmm. of hunting. Is just go back. Like it's not going to hurt you. you. Find good deer sign. Go back. You're better off doing that than you are being somewhere there's no deer sign. Yeah. That's, that's so, very true. It's very true. Um, I would I would even be interested to see because, like I said, I've only hunted Alabama three years. We've we've lived here three years, and so um, I would be interested. Maybe someone could go on, on you know the the Southern Ground Facebook page or or something. And if you've killed a deer, a mature deer, like a good buck, not not like a you know an Alabama eleven point. You know, I'm talking about like a good <laughs> one. You know, and, and not the scrub one. You know, I got a scrub one last year, and nothing gets scrubs, but. Um, you know, one, a real good deer, you know, if, how many people have killed that on a green field, you know, just because, um, you on just public. drive it on, on, no, on, on, on private, on private, on, just period, just, just period. Because like you, you can drive and you can just start driving and, and you drive, you drive past the clubs and you see all these deer and it's, that's, or you see all these green fields and, and it's awesome, you know, but every camera I've ever had on a green field, it had nocturnal movement. It was it was always after dark, midnight, yeah. one, two, three, you know. And so, just I, I would be interested, just just for me, just just to know, hey, um, you you are headed in the right direction by not hunting the greenfield. Now, you you could hunt off the greenfield, setting up bed to feed, which mm-hmm. I'm totally cool with that, you know. But I want to be where the deer are. I don't want right. to just be set up on the greenfield because, oh man, that's that's the that's the prettiest seven and one we've ever planted in our whole entire life. Yeah. Well, well, praise well, God, that's great. But can you kill them in daylight? You here's know? the thing. Here's here's another thing. Is it's all really dependent on the time of the year too. Mm-hmm. Like um, Jamie McKay, mm-hmm. who was on Local Legends. Yeah. Um, that guy's a killer. Yes, he killed he his is. biggest buck ever in a greenfield. On public land. I've listened to the episode like three times. It, it's a great episode, and, and the guy's super smart. He 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 tells me, you know, like, yeah, that deer's great. It's like 167-inch mm-hmm. buck or something, which is a massive yeah. buck, for, yeah. especially for Alabama. Yeah. Public land. And, it, I mean, he is a toad. He just killed it. I think he said it was chasing a doe um, or with a doe or mm-hmm. something. I, ca- yeah. I can't remember. Basically, he just kind of got lucky. Yeah. And, yeah, and it happened to be a stud, but he's got a whole bunch of other deer that are a little bit smaller that he's more proud of, right? Um, because he felt like he had to work for yeah. it. Well, and the rut's a completely different ball game too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, it is. It, it it just totally is. And so, um, but I know you're getting ready for deer season, gearing up, going to Kentucky, different things like that. Oh yeah. And so, what are you doing gear wise right now to uh, get ready for the season, dude? I feel like gear has been. At the top of my mind. <laughs> Mine too. Gear, like, gear, deer, and beer. No, not really. <laughs> but um, it, it's been, like, the last, prob- well, really since the 
since my boy has been born, mm-hmm. uh, which is what three weeks, mm-hmm. three weeks today, yeah, three weeks today, and um, I, I, you know, I've I've tried not to be out, you know, going right. out, yeah, and of course, being gone and scouting, doing things that I would normally do this time of year. I, I've really tried to stay at home and focus on some of the things I can just get done here, mm-hmm. um, like getting everything prepped, yeah, uh, making sure I'm good to go. Dude, I can't. I've done so many projects in the last three weeks just because I've been here. Like, I'll be in the, I'll be in my workshop until like two o'clock in the morning, just working on stuff. Like, it's been crazy. So, the first thing that I did was the sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I cut down the new hot heliums. Right. There is a video on that on the YouTube channel. If anybody's interested, it's called uh, like lightweight climbing method, I think. And basically, what I did is I cut down the new heliums. Um, that have the suction cups, which mm-hmm. are freaking awesome. Yeah. A lot of people don't like them. I am a fan yeah. because of the way that I transport them. Right. I just need them to stay together. Right. Most, you know, right. to stick. And so um, I love it. Uh, I cut them down to 21 inches and uh, well, it's actually 20, 20 and a half mm-hmm. inches because yeah. I messed up the first cut. So I just made them all the same. <laughs> um, and so I did that. Uh, got a... Uh, Five-step aider, running an aider, right? Yeah, the yeah. aider. I got a five-step aider um, from Black Diamond. That is pretty cool. So basically, I'm, I've been working on that climbing method a lot, practicing mm-hmm. it, making sure it's good to go. Um, it's been it's been awesome. I really right. I really like that. Uh, painted those. Um, the next thing that I did, uh, well, let's let's stick on let's stick on climbing sticks. So, okay. uh, yeah, I actually you, um, I bought Hawk Heliums too. Um, appreciate that, Parker. From some, uh, yeah, from, from some chump. From some chump. Cheated um, you out of some and, money. And so um, I, I appreciate that. Uh, so I, I bought some Hawk Heliums, and um, last year I bought a pair of API hunting sticks. Hunting sticks. Hunting sticks. Hunting sticks. I caught a deal um, on Cabela's, and someone gave me a gift card um, for my birthday or Christmas or whatever, so like I didn't pay hardly nothing. That's and awesome. so what I'm actually thinking about doing this year is cutting those down to 20 inches. Okay. Um, with a rope mod, which I already had the rope on them. Um, that's what I did last year. I, I bought the bought the sticks and, and and did the rope mod, and so um, and now I'm I'm waiting on the heliums. I'm waiting. Um, I'm honestly just waiting to see what tether drops. You know, just because um, um, I'm I'm really excited. The 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 verses that they had there the um, um, expo was awesome. The verses um, straps. Yeah, the the versus straps. So. Dude, those things like what? Wait, an ounce or something like that? Like it's half an ounce. Like half an ounce. This right here is half an ounce. It's, it's half an ounce sick. for uh for seven feet. Yeah, I think is what it is. And um, so I'm kind of waiting on that. Um, and then also um, um, the the I know I Facebooked you um, or texted you a couple weeks ago about a pack, and then I went to the expo and I and I saw the I saw the predator pack. So I'm waiting on that as well because I don't. I don't like to run a whole lot of stuff, even even when I hunted, you know, on, um, you know, ladder stands and, and, and different things like that. Right. I can't stand carrying a lot of stuff to the woods. Yeah. I just, it just, I just think the more stuff you carry in the woods, the more stuff that you have that can make noise, you know? You're and right. so, um, so I just want to run literally the Predator Pack with, and then I want to take my sticks. The Predator Pack has those loops down on the end. I actually did this at the expo. I didn't know if I was supposed to or not, but I just did it. I, I just took the predator pack and I took the stick off of the um, tree and I put it in the pack and like they the the pack has two um, um, cords that you can um, tie off with and dude it didn't move 
Really? I mean, it, it was awesome. And and so and and with twenty inches, it's I mean that's a, that's a, that'll be less than the length of me sure. or, or width of me, you know. So yeah. um, so going through brush and different things like that, um, I would rather them go um, horizontal than vertical anyway. Yeah. Because. I can't tell you how many times I walked through with vines hitting the top of them and getting, you know, caught and yeah. all that stuff. And so, um, so I'm, so I, I got two pairs of sticks right now. And if I keep looking, I'm, I might have a third pair of sticks because I just, I'm, I'm a gear junkie, you know, I, yeah. I just love to look, uh, look and buy stuff. And, um, and so, but so I'm, that's what I'm running this year. Those the APIs probably cut down and then the hockey limbs, I, I'm going to keep them there. They're, they're at the same length. Yeah. And, um, and then I and got, they're not bad. I no. used them last year. You'll get, you know, 15 feet, you'll probably get, you'll get higher than I did, mm-hmm. um, with three sticks. So it's yeah. really not, it's not bad at all. It's, yeah. it's actually, and it's easy, yeah. you know, and I, I actually, I killed a deer out of a busted tree at like eight feet using two sticks. Yeah. So it really, what's your opinion on that? Are you a high is better type of guy? Not for bow hunting. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't, I don't like, I think you need to be where you need, where the, where I guess you need to be where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, there's times when probably just getting off the off the ground six or eight feet is beneficial because that's where the cover is. Right. Um, and and you're going to get a better shot uh, angle. A better yeah, a better mm-hmm. shot angle on a deer like that. That's what happened with with the the buck I killed uh, last year out of that broken tree, and yeah. I was probably only about eight feet off the ground, if even that. Yeah. I didn't do that on purpose, but it was. Right. I mean, it was where I needed to be right. at at the time. I just didn't know it, and so. Um, but most every deer I kill, I can't think of other than in Kentucky in January, I went on like a two day trip to mm-hmm. Kentucky in January and I got busted by a doe. Um, but that was just cause she caught my movement. It wasn't, but it's also that's January. So there, there's no cover. There really. was no cover. I was in like a there's no leaf cover freaking crotch of a tree freezing mm-hmm. my butt off. Yeah. It was cold and raining <laughs> all day. And I'd set, and the deer finally came out. There was like 15 deer that came out at like right at dark. And I was like, I, I had a buck at like 30 yards that I could have shot. And I just couldn't, like I couldn't move. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't set up. I didn't, I didn't have the, the setup of clothing that I needed yeah. for that type of situation. Yeah. Which is a great segue. Yes, it is. Actually. Yes. Um, because that is the, the next thing that I want to talk about. That's actually today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I made that purchase. I sold some stuff. And I am now joining uh, Team Scree. Yes. So that's S-K-R-E. Yes. And I, I bought some you bought, stuff that is really good. You bought the Merino wool stuff. Yep. I bought the, what is it called? The the. Ca- Khabib or something like that, or uh, you think we're recording a podcast? We should know. We should know this. We should know what this is. It's a it's a merino, like basically a merino top. It's yeah. a base layer, but I'll actually probably wear it as my outer layer, um, during the yeah. during the uh, early season. I was super impressed with it, man. When I when I saw it at the expo, and um, shout out to Lock Wheeler um, for oh, yeah. convincing me to go ahead and join Team Scree because it was. It's some good camo, and um, I know uh, we were talking about it on one of the Facebook pages. I, I think it was Saddle Up or um, one, Saddle Hunter or something, one of the pages, and, and a guy was asking about it, and um, um, and I, I just said, hey, man, check out you know Scree Camo. It's, it's some good quality stuff. What I love most about it is not not just the functionality of it, but they have a lifetime warranty, man. That's just yeah. – that's 
it, it, it's just solid. I mean, now you can't go out there and spray paint it, and, you know, and you know take right. your pliers and punch a hole and puncture right. a hole in it and go. It broke when I was walking through the brush. Okay, yeah. no, you know, but um, just just some solid stuff, man. And but the the guy was asking, uh, he, he's like, well, that camo pattern's kind of different. And they, I think it was Adam Cruz actually was was yeah. the one. He's like, man, I don't care about um, camo pattern. I want good quality clothing. And if you're looking for good quality clothing, man, this. This stuff it's is good it. stuff. I'm good I'm stuff. excited about testing it out this season. And, got mine in today. And I got seeing, that merino yeah. wool. Yeah, the merino 170. Mm-hmm. So I got that. I got the hard scrabble jacket and the hard scrabble pants. Okay. And um, I, I said there's there's multiple reasons why I'm excited about this. Is like I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. uh, when I was in Kentucky that day. Man, like I was so like bundled up. I just I never have. I've always just been cold. I don't like to be bulky. Right. I'd just rather be yeah. cold. Right? So yeah. instead of being bulky, I'll just not wear as much clothes and I'll be cold. Right. And I've been working on that every season. I get closer and closer to where I want to be. And I just, I've been running, um, I've run a mixture of things. I've run broadside, which is good stuff. Um, it's definitely not bad that the mm-hmm. yeah. the patterns are awesome yeah scott shear is a good great dude um making uh his way into the saddle world yeah uh, his pattern is on the new flex mm-hmm. which is pretty cool um it's great stuff the the fact of the matter is, is most of my broadside stuff um i've had for a, a while and yeah. some of it my cold weather stuff doesn't fit me anymore so right. um that is that's the that's the biggest part about the broadside stuff that mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it doesn't mean it's bad gear. I just have to sell it because yeah. of because of that. Um, but even with even with broadside, uh, I, I wasn't getting. It was still fairly bulky mm-hmm. for for what it was. And so I a lot of times I just didn't wear it. I wear Under Armour some some Under Armour stuff mm-hmm. that's good. It's their cold gear and it's it's good stuff. But it was still just more bulky than I yeah. want to be. Yeah. And so I built a solid relationship with Locke. I've had him on the podcast. We've talked yeah. about, we did a full screen gear episode and, uh, and I finally bit the bullet today. I was like, you know what? Um, me and Walter Lee have been talking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he, he bought some stuff and, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna put it to the test and see what it'll do out here. What we've needed in the South is, is a, a fairly affordable, I'm not going to say cheap, no, it's but not. affordable, yeah. very affordable, um, yeah. camo, or performance hunting wear, mm-hmm. right? Not just camo that's, you know, a cool pattern or... Right. Like, the South has needed that for a while. Sitka gear is great. A lot of those... A lot of mm-hmm. people use Sitka gear. Um, I can't afford Sitka gear. No. So, it, it is so far out of my price range that the only way I'd be able to afford Sitka gear is used. Right. And that's just a maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I have no issues with it. I know it's great stuff. Um, the other... First light, I, I'm just not going to be a fan of it for the South. I, I know too many people out yeah. here that have. My friend um, Nathan, mm-hmm. Nathan Protz, he has used first light, and he's actually got uh, a first light long sleeve shirt that the sleeves ripped up so bad that he had to cut off yeah. the sleeves and sew on yeah. another brown shirt, yeah. long, long sleeves. Yeah, um, I've heard stories about the um, the threads breaking and yeah. It's just, and yeah. and then Briar's just yeah. crushing first light. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of that. I, I can't be. I want to be because I love their patterns and I like their 
stuff, mm-hmm. you know, for hunting more of a Western style. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else is there? It it's uh, it has to last down here. And I mean yeah. I mean here um we can we can legitimately hunt from October through February. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, it don't get as cold here as it does out out in the west. But also, um um that means that the that we're hunting a lot, walking a lot, going to stands a lot. Um, you know, I know you can watch the hunting shows and you see everybody out west when it's minus eight degrees, minus ten degrees, where they're at. They're in a shooting house with a, a buddy heater, you know? Yeah. And so we yeah, that's like up not north, up north yeah. and midwest and yeah. stuff like that. That's yeah. that that's not us. Um I know um um my wife's family has some land in Oklahoma that I uh, um, get to hunt every now and then. And the coldest I ever hunted, man, was in Oklahoma. And it was like, um, I think it was seven degrees, and it was snowing. <laughs> in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. That's fine. And the wind was blowing like 20 miles an hour because it always blows 20 miles an hour in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. So if there's anybody listening from Oklahoma, it's it's stinking cold up there. And I just admire you guys for going out and hunting in that. Um, I lasted all of about 45 minutes. This southern boy was not. And, dude, I had like – I had – every thermal that Walmart had. I mean, I, you know, you come from the South over <laughs> yeah. there. Like it was like the real tree seven and one parka that, you know, I, I, I looked like that dude that showed up in little giants for the first day of football practice, you know, wrapped in the foam. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what I look like, the you know, little kid with the glasses, little kid with the the, glasses. The booger bubbles. Yes. Yeah. And I showed up to hunt and I'm like, I'm like, it's cool guys. Let's go kill a deer. You know? And like, I couldn't even grip my gun, you know? Cause, um, and so I was like, man, this is, and, and so, but, what what I found it is that layering is the best way to go, and and the best way to layer is um, with high quality stuff, especially close to your skin. And they say this merino wool has is just is it's just the absolute best. And so I'm excited to try it. Yeah. But if I can get my system down to where I only have three pieces of clothing on, I think I'll be doing pretty good. You know, yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm really excited about that vest that. Um, that screech got. I, I saw it at the um, expo, and mm-hmm. I was and I tried it on. And um, if I can keep my core warm, because I'm I'm, I'm 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 pretty hot natured anyway, right. and and so um, um, if if I can just run just a base layer with a vest, man, you'll be doing solid. I, I think so. I think I, so. It's it's a far cry from you know putting on like your flannels, then putting on a bigger flannel, and then putting on sweat sweats, dude. and then putting on your jeans or your overalls. You know, you ain't telling me nothing. I don't bro, know, man. It like, is the hardest thing on earth when the runs hit you in a twenty foot ladder stand, and you have on seven layers of clothing. You just have to decide <laughs> which one you want to ruin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's just bad. And so, like, I've got I've got a full tub right now, right behind you in the room behind you. Uh, camo that I'm selling. Um, and there's probably been some days when I have had that much camo on. Oh, yeah. You know, just yeah. because none of it is performance stuff. And, like, I've got a pair of coveralls in there that I've had since I was, like, a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. And they're warm. They're freaking bulky. Yeah. But they're they're okay, you know. Yeah. But even at that, you're, like, layering underneath yeah. it. And that's just your, yeah. your outer layer, yeah. you know. And so here's something that uh, – a misconception, I guess, about – hunting mm-hmm. public land, hunting mobile, is that uh, we do it because it's cheaper. Um, it's really not. No, it's <laughs> I not. I mean, you, you, have to, you have to have, to be able to effectively do it as good as you can, which 
everybody who's trying to get mm-hmm. into mobile hunting, that's that's the goal is to yeah. do it effectively. You you have to have good gear. Yeah. Like if if I'm going and I'm sitting in a shooting house again, nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with it. I don't have to have performance. No. You know camo. No, I gotta have a, I, I have to have a forty nine dollar little buddy heater. Yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, and there, there's nothing wrong with that. I've, I've I've grew up doing it. I'm gonna take my baby girl. And we're going to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's there's nothing wrong with that. But even, let's just say that you're not saddle hunting. Let's just say you're just running climbers or a lock-on and um, sticks, okay? A good, solid climber nowadays, two, three, four hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, um, you know, lock-on and sticks, 250, you know? Like, it, it's... It's not cheap, you know. Yeah, and, and you're even talking about not mobile stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, that's you just. Know? I mean, like you've got, you'll spend a hundred dollars or more easily on a ladder stand unless yeah. you buy it new, and then that ladder stand is going to be in yeah. one spot. Yeah. You know, for the season, it's not mobile hunting. Yeah. You know, it's so. Um, what I tell people at the expo last weekend, uh, people were sitting in a saddle, you know, and they're like, "Oh man, this is comfortable," but I already have ladder stands. I'm like, listen. Sell all your ladder stands, buy a whole bunch of screw-in steps mm-hmm. from Walmart, and there's your ladder stand. That's all you got to do. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're hunting private land, yeah, and and you've got green fields out, or you've got spots where you put ladder stands, all you have to do go in and put in some screw-in steps, yeah, and then from that point on, all you got to do is climb up, put your platform on, and yeah. sit in your saddle, and yeah. you're immediately more effective, yeah. in that spot than you would be in a ladder stand. Yeah. Plus. If you've got, a, let's say you got 500 acres with 10 ladder stands on it, you sell all those, you're going to have money left over by the time you buy a saddle yeah. and some sticks. Yeah. Or a saddle and whatever climbing method you want whatever. to use. Yeah. You'll and have it, money left over. Yeah. And then also, you know, there, there's the, you know, there's there's this also where I think one of my fears is that my wife will sell all my camo and stuff for what <laughs> I told her that I paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because... Yeah, <laughs> it gets a little pricey, and she's not going to listen this episode at all. Um, you know, because I'm going to message you know, her and be like, "Listen, that's fine." You have he talked so highly. Of I you. did. She's awesome. I love her, and she she lets me go hunting. Um, but I think every every guy or girl that hunts, you know, like <laughs> we play this game, you know, going back and forth, where it's like 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 today, my my camo came in. She goes, "What's that?" I go, "It's my camo." She goes, oh, okay, for what? And I, for deer hunting, sweetheart. Didn't you buy something last week? Yeah, but that wasn't camo. That's a completely <laughs> different thing, you know. Like something so, else. like I think every married man, engaged guy. I mean, wh- whoever you want to say, a lady. It, it, we all play this song and dance. Can where we? It's, can we just get something off of our chest? Yes. Everybody, when you go to order something online, uh, maybe it's just me. There's the thought of where could I send this to? Yes, that it's not gonna. Could I send this to the church? Oh, I definitely have. <laughs> I definitely stuff shows up at the church. Like, like people are like, what's a bow showing up at the church for? Targets? Like, what's going on? Like, what's, oh, it's, what's just, nothing. It's nothing. Just, just an illustrated we're, sermon. We're doing a men's group and stuff. <laughs> it's awesome, you know. And so, but uh, and uh, but yeah, man, this it gets pricey. It gets pricey, but it's. It's solid gear that that you're hoping and uh, believing that, that it's going to last for a long time. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm starting to consolidate all my stuff, and that's what I'm telling my wife is that, listen, I could have all this stuff, or I could have just fewer things, but they might cost just a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and, and so, um, so, fellas, 
or ladies, if you're listening, all right, okay, um, be good at playing the game, but also be honest, okay? Don't let your marriage end over hunting camo, all right? Yeah. <laughs> but a new bow. But a new I bow. Mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, a serious. new bow is a new bow. I yeah. mean, that's a, we, you know, that's a completely different story. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm excited about getting into the screw gear. Just kind of wrap too, that man. part up. Like I'm, I'm pumped about it. I, I will be probably set. I think I can wear the hard scrabble stuff for sure, a hundred percent. The, mm-hmm. the pants. I can wear those early season in Alabama. They may be a little warm for early season Kentucky. But I've mm-hmm. got plenty of early early season stuff. It's like it, it is what it is. Yeah. I got tons of yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So the next thing that I've done is the uh, the battle belt on oh, yeah, on the Mantis. Right. Okay. Uh, that's the Clayton Bond. Yeah. Uh, if you, you may know him by his Instagram, uh, addicted. Is it addicted to whitetail or addic- addicted whitetail? Addicted whitetail, I think. Addicted whitetail. Yeah. Super cool guy. Clayton is. Um, I did a little short video on our Instagram, and uh, that's uh, at Southern Ground Hunting on on Instagram, and I did a short little video of his battle belt. He calls it the Long Range Worn Saddle Deployment System, <laughs> uh, and it's and it's pretty cool. It like, is. It's a cool little system. So basically, all it is, all it is, is like a battle belt, like a military battle belt mm-hmm. with the molly connections and yeah. stuff the molly loops and all you have to do is um you buy these they're called uh i, I don't know if, if you would say it mod straps or mod straps okay um but it's basically what you would hook up molly molly webbing and webbing different in, things like that because that that was my question um and I, I actually texted you about it, and and you sent me the link. But um, how those how how the battle belt connected to the uh, saddle, and it's simple. It's really simple. It's simple. And so first, let me let me say why I did it. So the reason I did it is the mantis is super freaking light, mm-hmm. like it's very, very lightweight, and and I'm also like you, I'm a minimalist. Like mm-hmm. I I don't want to take a ton of stuff in the woods. I have a bunch of camera gear that I'm carrying every single time I go in. That that makes me want to just like drop everything. So it, it's rare that I carry a grunt call. I barely mm-hmm. if if it's the right if it's the right time, I might have one in my bag. I don't ever carry rattling antlers or a rattle bag or anything like that. I don't carry any kind of estrus stuff. Yeah. I carry a one pair of gloves, and I'm usually wearing those. Uh, I mean, gosh, there's really not much. Then camera, it, yeah. camera gear, release. You know, yeah. just just little things like that. My gear hanger. Yeah. Um, and so I I like to keep everything pretty. Which shout out to the gear hanger that's coming from. Yeah. From that's a that'll uh, be a cool one. Two. That's going to be an awesome one. That one will be really cool. It'd be a, a the daisy chain yeah. type uh, strap gear hanger. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so uh, you know, I, I try to keep everything in my my pouches. Mm-hmm. In those dump pouches that are mm-hmm. that I've had on my saddle. Right. Well, what ends up happening is is it's it's not super weighty, but just my, I keep my tether and my rope, uh, my lineman's belt in there too, and so those can get a little bit heavy, mm-hmm. um, and it starts making the saddle sag mm-hmm. um, unless you pull it super tight, and it's uncomfortable. Right. So what I wanted to do, and what Clayton, you know, kind of inspired me with was using that battle belt and you hook up your pouches and your sis haulers um, on onto that mm-hmm. and it and it carries all the, carries weight, the weight on your hips okay. yeah. and there's no weight on your saddle and you can tighten that it's padded it's comfortable okay. there's no weight on your saddle and what it does is you can actually wear it while you're still in the saddle you still buckle up your saddle because that's 
um, mm-hmm. you know, rated for a fall and stuff. Right. Those buckles are, and the ones on the battle belt are not. But but it actually makes your saddle sit lower um, where it's supposed to sit, mm-hmm. about two inches, an inch and a half, two inches lower than your um, the top of your pants. Yeah, it's, so it's supposed to sag a little bit while you're actually hanging. Right, and that's why a lot of people get a lot of the hip hip pinch that they're okay. that they're talking about is because they don't have their saddle low enough, and so it just they're not sitting in it correctly. And so what this battle belt does is it corrects that. And, um, and so I really like that. That was a pretty cool upgrade that I did. Um, obviously it makes the saddle a little heavier than it originally was, yeah. but I mean, so you would encourage me first year saddle hunting. That would be an upgrade that you would 100%, recommend. 100%. If you're using a mantis, I, I that's the only thing I can right, speak yeah. from experience on. Um, I, I would say a hundred percent and, and you know, I mean, really with any saddle, it's going to, um, distribute the weight better, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I, you know, I would imagine, um, other, other saddles, probably people have similar issues, you know, right. where they, um, the weight of what you're carrying kind of, you know, I carry my, my binoculars, I carry my mm-hmm. range finder, I carry my release, yeah. I carry my gear hanger. And these my are all tether, in dump, those dump are pouches? all in my dump pouches. Okay. So I'm carrying a lot of stuff right there because I don't want to carry right. a big, huge backpack. Right. Um, and so I'm carrying it all on my hips and, and it carries it just fine. And so that's definitely an upgrade that people should look at. Go to um, uh, YouTube, guys, and uh, check out Clayton Bond. It's Addicted Whitetail on YouTube as well. And he uh, he's actually going to be coming out with a video. I think he already filmed it and okay. he's just working on editing it. Okay. Uh, but he's got a pretty cool video of his climbing method too, yeah. which is which is pretty cool, and it involves the battle belt as well. So I have another question for you, and I, I posted this on the Saddle Hunter page because um, now er- everything's changed for me because going going to saddle um, instead of a climber, everything's changed. So um, when you get to the tree, um, how do you get your bow up? In I, I know you said something about. Doyle's, Doyle's, Doyle's okay. gear hauler. I, that's been a struggle for me too. Um, I, I've tried one out. I, I haven't bought one yet. Is it loud? Uh, no, it's, it's not, not loud. loud. It's it's a it's a it's a little bit bulky. It's a little mm-hmm. bit big, but for what it does, it, it's pretty great. There's another one by Summit that's mm-hmm. pretty good, um, and it's kind of you know, it's a it's like a spring loaded type mm-hmm. uh, cable that that you can yeah attach your stuff and it just lets out as you climb gotcha. i have used that one before and it's good you mm-hmm. know i haven't had any issues with it to be honest with you it's not loud or anything like that it's a it's a decent decent piece uh then there's also just paracord wrapping paracord and that's what i've done yeah in the past it's not the greatest not the worst yeah uh well that's that's what i had on my um lone wolf climber was you mm-hmm. know, just just the paracord and and i've done that for forever you know just just to pull up rope you know it's definitely cheaper, you know, the cheaper option. I have mine. It's on, like, its own little, like, plastic spool. Mm-hmm. And I have, I put a, a Night Eyes gear tie mm-hmm. on it. And I just put that on the end and would wrap it up. Wrap and, it up. And it, I mean, it, it's simple. It, it's really not. I, I'm going to get the Doyles just mm-hmm. because it'll go well on the on the battle belt. Yeah. Uh, but it's honestly, it's not. So, it's like 30 $32 or $37 yeah. or something like that. I have used one and I really liked it. So I'm just going to go ahead and get one. But right. at the same time, that's not one of those things like, you know, camo or, you know, something <laughs> like that. It, it really, 
it doesn't really matter as long as it works and you get your bow up. Yeah. Then you're good to go. And I think that's one of the things that I have found getting in the saddle game is that, um, you go to the, to, to the saddle hunter forum, which is an awesome place to get info and you can go to hunting beast, which is an awesome place to get, you know, you can go to the Facebook pages. You can almost get over, you can almost get too much information mm-hmm. to where you're like, you can get way, way in the weeds with it. Like we've been using paracord to pull up bows and killing Pope and Young's for years, you know, right. <laughs> like, you know, and so like there, there's also this part where, you know, you know, newest is, is good, but, what I'm finding is that I have to find what works for me, you know, because each person is really different in, and, and how they like to hunt, you know, um, I don't like to have a bunch of stuff, you know, I yeah. know there, there are some guys are like, I'm wanting to buy this pack and I got, I got a pack for going this far off the road and a pack for going that far off the road. Hey, if that's what you want to hunt, that's cool. You know, but, um, um, I know a lot of guys who bought Mr. Ranch packs and they're not any better hunters than the guy who's running a Walmart pack. No. Uh, honestly, I mean, I know I know some some folks who spent thousands and thousands of dollars on gear before the pat the last season, the 2018 season, yeah. and didn't kill any deer on the 2018 yeah. season. Yeah, it's not those aren't in my opinion those are not the things that make you a better hunter. Right, they don't make you more effective. Right, uh, I can use a pack that if it works and it does what I need it to do, that's fine. You know what the things that are going to make me more effective? The things that help me stay in the woods longer, mm-hmm. like clothing, right? Like a predator platform, right? Um, like a good climbing method. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that are going to make me more effective because they're going to um, make what I make it easier to get to the spots that I want to get into, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so the things like the pull-up rope and uh, even the battle belt—that you know. That was a cheap thing that I could do pretty easily. Not necessary. I killed deer last year without it. Right. It didn't hold. I never even. I never even thought about it until I saw Clayton's. I was like, oh, yeah. cool idea. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it wasn't like I was like, God dang! If there was one thing yeah. that I could change, yeah, it would be I would be able to yeah. carry these dump pouches better. Yeah. I, it's not. It's not things. The things that make you more effective, in my opinion, are the things that help you stay in the woods longer and help you get in the spots you're supposed to go. For me, kayak, Onyx. Mm-hmm. saddle like those are going to be like and, and then now you know hopefully uh clothing yeah those are like going to be the things that for me i want the best right i want the best of the best right yeah. right I'm yeah pretty and close to there it's just it's just really unique and funny because like you get in the saddle game and people are like you got to have this and you got to have this and you got to have this okay well whatever you get what i'm finding out make sure that you're very efficient with what you have Right. Because you could have you could have the best of the best, and you go in there banging and clanging and you know doing all this stuff. And I mean, I don't know yeah, where other people hunt, it. but where we hunt, if stuff hits metal, you know, or anything like that, it's you know might as well hey move move a couple of trees down, you know, or yeah. something. But like, be efficient with whatever you have. If if you have a summit climber, man, be efficient with that. You know, I know guys that one of the best hunters that I know uses a climber, just kills deer after deer after deer. You know, but when he gets up in a tree, like you can't even hear him, mm-hmm. but he's done it for so long. He's got so efficient with it, you know, um, that he's just good at it, yeah. you know? So however you hunt, like, don't let anybody tell you how, how you have to hunt. Like right. you, you hunt the most efficient way that you want to hunt mm-hmm. and make that way the most, if, and if, Hey, if you, if you're hunting on your granddaddy's 
private farm hunting over a you know a greenfield and you've been killing bucks there year after year kill them by golly kill them and invite me man yeah like, shoot the shoot bucks em. off the green don't listen to a word we said don't listen to the greenfield like, thing if it works for you man i mean if it works for jamie i mean he's got a 167 you yeah. know like you know so exactly and, and so if it if it works if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah you you're know? right man and, and but find out what works best for you you know and um, and then just get good at that. I mean, I can't, I mean, I know one of the um, episodes that I love listening to was the one with Michael Perry, you know? Yeah. Okay. He hunts out of a climber, you yeah. know? And then he even said on the podcast, he goes, I, he goes, I hunt out of the same tree sometimes. And you listen to other people like, oh, you can't hunt out of the same tree twice. Yep. Well, okay. I'm go, go, you. go tell him that, you yeah. know? And, and, but his wife, it works his for him. wife shot for the, the big buck shootout yeah. at the expo last weekend yeah because they constantly kill big deer and if you walked into the room that their trophy room every deer on that wall you'd look at him be like yeah i want to do what this guy's doing yeah and, and he's doing a lot of the thing i mean that he's a mobile hunter he he will hunt mobile yeah but if something's not broke like you said if it's not broke don't fix it he yeah. kills deer bucks out of the same tree over and over yeah. again so yeah that guy would keep hunting that tree it's it's really cool because if you ask a lot of guys, and I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of guys, especially in the South, they're um, like, "Who, did, who taught you how to hunt? It's their dad or their grandfather?" You know, that's traditionally what mm-hmm. what we said. Well, your grandfather didn't have real tree. Yeah, he, he had green plaid, you know, wool jacket with jeans on. Yeah, was killing deer after deer after deer. You know, so like, but he got good at it. He he knew how to be a woodsman. He knew how to find deer. Mm-hmm. He knew how to look for deer sign. Knew how to read deer sign. So man. You know, if it floats your boat, go float it. You know, yeah. Like if you if you and kill if it, deer, and if it makes you it. more confident to to have a you know a, a better pair of binos or good range finder or a, a twelve thousand dollar bow, like whatever you want, if yeah. it makes you more confident and you've got the means to do it, it, go do it. Yeah, that's what I think. Like, <laughs> I think confidence is probably the most important thing. If you're confident in a Walmart jacket, a bright pink hat and some rubber boots then biggest deer i ever killed walmart camo yeah sitting in the ground blind it, yeah, me too my biggest deer that you know? i killed was in a pair of uh <laughs> like i've actually got them out they're for sale right now on facebook marketplace <laughs> it's a pair of pants that i have had since i was really little it's kind of funny how i remember what i was mm-hmm. wearing that day oh no a you... pair of pants that i've had since i was little and i basically just cut a, a line on the belt line yeah. To make them fit me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, that Walmart jacket with a pair of blue jeans. I didn't even have a base layer. I had blue jeans on underneath yeah. those pants. Oh, those have been just my to, base layers for years. Just to stay warm. Yeah. So I was, uh, I, I killed my biggest deer that way. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I didn't have all this stuff. I was no. in a ladder stand on a greenfield, actually, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I know. Um, during the rut, and so guys, uh, I retract my statement about greenfields earlier. <laughs> you don't have to go on the uh, Southern Ground Facebook page. I retract that. But if you have, I'd love to hear about it. I mean, if you, I, I like to hear about people who kill deer. So yeah, if you killed them on greenfields. Um, I would like. I think I would like to specifically hear from people who killed deer on greenfields on high pressure public land. I would because yeah, that's that something be, that um, that's something question. that does not happen often. Of course, Jamie McKay. That episode, um, he, he talked about that a little bit. But like he said, it was blind luck, you know. And really, most of the time you go into a greenfield, it's blind luck. Mm-hmm. Like there's not – it's not like you – Yeah. 
had to re- usually green fields are going to be covered in deer sign anyway yeah. because they're all there at night. Mm-hmm. So you're not really going to if you're hunting sign, quote unquote, it's going to be there. So it's really blind luck. But um, I would like to know people who have killed, you know, and, and it's different. So we're going to Kentucky in um, really like soon, and um, like it's really fast. And you go and hunt uh, beans. You hunt the fields mm-hmm. out there. You hunt field yeah. edges. Just what you do. Yeah. Uh, especially that early season. Like, there's just deer all over the place. That's right. how most of them get killed. Um, It's different out here, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, you've got uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, maybe Carolinas, probably mm-hmm. Tennessee, yeah. Florida. The manage, management areas and national forest greenfields, you're typically not going to see a lot of big deer get killed on those. So I would like to see people who have, if yeah. they have, and I'd like to know how it all went down. Yeah. It, it, That'd be it, cool. It'd be cool to hear the stories of it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Um, well, dude, is there anything else that you're you're working on right now? Um, well, got my saddle in Monday, and so and then I got some dump pouches coming in. Um, so I'm just be putting those together. I'm really considering the battle belt. Um just because I I could see how you know walking in, you know a long mm-hmm. way, you know it it could sag a little bit, and so um, so I'm considering that. But um, honestly, when, when it comes to gear, I think I'm outside of the predator pack and the versus straps. I don't think there's a whole lot else. I'm I'm really gonna try to put some money. I would love to go to Kentucky, so I'm trying to put some money towards that. You know, and now it's just getting getting the bow tuned. You know, shooting and yep. just just doing that you know we're pretty um i'm i'm at a place where um i want to put money towards a, a deer tag rather than equipment that i don't it's, it's not a necessity i don't there's everything from here on out it's not going to be a necessity you yeah know? you can hunt with i can hunt have. right now i can go out and hunt right now and so now it's just looking at maybe getting that kentucky tag um and um i'm actually thinking about going my my parents are moving to um south carolina and so Ooh. um um looking at going up there and, and doing that a little season opens like part of the state opens like next week yeah pretty soon and so it's um, crazy and so uh, looking at going and doing that and um so now it's just get, like i said just getting out shooting the bow um mm-hmm. getting it all tuned up ready to go um and the only two things like i said predator pack and versa are be the next two it's things a good good investment yeah good investment i do got a question for you okay being a new saddle hunter okay being a, 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 a new saddle hunter, what would be like the one thing you could tell a new guy getting into the saddle game? Oh, I'm fairly new at it. I know, but too, after, after, you know? after spending a couple years in it, you uh, know. Yeah, so I, I, I hunted in it uh, last year and killed, I guess, six deer out mm-hmm. of it. And um, it was it was a lot of fun. Like, mm-hmm. I was hooked on it. I killed a deer the first day that I hunted out of it. Yeah. So. You know, for me, it was like, oh, I'm hooked automatically. You know, I loved it. I loved every part of it. Uh, I would say if you're going to get into saddle hunting, you need to commit to the system, like Mm -hmm. commit to learning it and figuring it out. It's not, uh, it's not a, you know, an an easy, easy fix to the problem of killing deer. Right. You know, it is, it will help you get into the areas that you need to be in. Mm -hmm. But if you're not a good deer hunter, then saddle might not help you. Right. You know, I mean, right. if you're not willing to do the other stuff, right. Um, saddle may not do anything for you. And, uh, I, I know people who have given up on it after a year because, uh, you know, 
saying it it cost them it cost them a deer or something like that. They kept getting spooked in the saddle, or you know it wasn't comfortable. Yeah, like figure it out. Right. You know I, I I'm not just gonna be sit here and be like, well Drew. I give up on deer hunting because I'm not seeing deer. That right. ain't gonna work for me. Right. Like that's not my personality. Right. I talked a lot, very highly of saddle hunting. I sold out to it before I even had it. Right. So it was like, you know, I was I was consistently until I got it in my hands, trying to learn everything I could to help the learning curve of the saddle. Mm-hmm. So commit to it. Yeah. I think that would be the biggest thing is saying like, hey, make it make it a priority. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be a saddle hunter. Yeah. That's, that's what I did. Yeah. And it, and it worked for me and, um, and it'll be worth it. You know, once you figure it out, once you learn it, man, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's way more fun than yeah. the tree stand. Hunt. And you started on the ground, right? Kind of getting used to it, setting yeah. up, finding where, where your tether went and all, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I got used to it that way. Um, then the, the, the next thing I did, I was, I went about three feet off the ground with my platform Mm -hmm. just to get used to that feel. And then I went up and and I'm not afraid of heights either. I, I, you know, I typically take pretty risky moves when it comes to climbing a tree with any kind Mm -hmm. of equipment. And so like, that wasn't all that hard on me. Um, like I wasn't ever scared. Like I think the first time I went to hunting height, I turned upside down in my saddle to show my wife because I was just like, and if I die, then yeah, it's gonna be a quick death. I don't think I'm death. quite gonna do that, just because like I don't think I can get back up right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could. So. You could. So. You'd be fine. <laughs> um, but I mean, I would do that right now. I would. I would show somebody how to how it we will not fall from hunting height. I'd do that because yeah. I'm confident in it. You know, yeah. uh, and that's because I spent time getting confident in it. And that's you know that's another big thing for people. Yeah. Commit to it. Get confident in it. Learn it. And it'll make you better. Yeah, you know, it just will. I was talking to my brother about it because um, I told him I sold I I sold my climber, I sold my stand, I I went all in, and um, he just couldn't understand. He he goes, so you're leaning away from the tree, and I go, yeah. <laughs> you're looking at he, the tree. He goes, so you're looking at it. I go, yeah. He goes, so you're just hanging out in the air, and I'm like, yeah. He goes. Well, what if the rope breaks? I go, well, what if your cam strap breaks on your lock on? He goes, well, yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, <laughs> like we just, we are so ingrained to have our backs against the tree. Cause that's what we've done yeah, since we feels were born, more you know? And, and so, and it's um, fine. Like I, you know, I, I've killed a lot of deer with my back up against the tree. It's totally fine. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say I was, I'm not going to say I've been more successful because I used the saddle. It just made it easier. I, I work mm-hmm. a lot less. Yeah. Honestly, like that's like it's a whole lot easier for me to hunt now. Right. Now that I have the saddle. Right. You know, like I said, it's not going to make a it's not going to make a bad deer hunter good at no. deer hunting. It's just going to make a no. good hunter, a good deer hunter. It's going to make it a lot easier well, to do what you want to do. It's the same concept with a bad golfer. You can go yeah. buy a $1,200 set of clubs. You were bad when you had the $100 clubs off eBay. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if you go get $1,200 clubs. You're yeah. still... You know, the clubs aren't the problem. You know? And that's the same with any gear. Man. Any gear. Any gear. Your bow, people when like, it's a kind of trendy right now to shoot a longbow, to shoot a traditional uh, bow. Like, it's a stick and string. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's more, there, there's, I'm not going to say there's more uh, thought put into, uh, you know, a cheap beginner bow that's a hundred bucks, but there's definitely more 
I don't even know the right word. There's more moving parts. Mm -hmm. How about that? Um, In that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think that gear is quite as important as everybody thinks it is, but I do think that if it, if it makes you better, if it's things that'll keep you in the woods longer, Mm -hmm. help you hunt harder, um, I'm yeah. all for it. Because it's really easy to go down that rabbit hole of what's flashy and new. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's the same thing with our phones and any of the electronics. It's like, you know, yeah. like my, my iPhone's fine, but I got to have the latest and greatest. Yeah, I want the one with Siri. And Siri. Well, I don't ever even use no, Siri. No, Like, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm never going to get the iPhone that doesn't have, well, that one doesn't have Siri. I don't use Siri. Mm-mm. Like, no. Um, no, so it's, you can, you can get sucked down that rabbit hole real fast and just, then, you're like, okay, well, I have to have this, and I have to have this. Use what you absolutely have to have. Find what's essential to you and get really good at using it. Yep. And that's that's going to be one of my goals this year is, um, one, is to, you know, obviously to kill a deer out of, out of, out of the saddle. Um, you know, I would love to kill, kill a big buck, but I'm an opportunist, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if it's legal and I want to shoot it and I feel good about shooting it, then, hey, I'm going to turn it loose, you yeah. know. And so, but just to get efficient with my climbing system to where – one, I can um, find and locate deer consistently, but also get really efficient and not spooking deer going up and down and just yeah, that's know, a big part of it being there. So um, I would say you know that kind of wraps it up for mm-hmm. me as far as like really any gear. We're actually pretty close to where we need to yeah, be man. at. So I am basically there, there's two more things that I did. I painted my I painted my uh, fender wells on my on my kayak trailer because it's got to match the sticks. Yeah. Man. Cause it's got to match I mean, my climbing sticks. You can kill them from the boat ramp. You right. Know? So, uh, the other thing I did was I, I read it, my, uh, trailer lighting, which is legal. So kind of need that. I had to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I think there was just a, there was a short somewhere in one of the cables that was running through the trailer. So I got that taken care of and, uh, I'm, I'm almost done with everything like that that I need to do. So, it's just about time to hunt. It's, it's time it's, to hunt. It, we need to be in a tree. Yes. Honestly. Yes. Um, all right, dude. Well. Appreciate have, having me on, man. Thanks for coming on, man. It's yeah, been, man. Uh, it's it's been, been a good blast. time. I know I know it won't be the last time. Uh, yeah, I think this will be something that we do. Cool, man. I, on a regular basis. I enjoy it. I, I really fun. do. Really so, do. Um, yeah. As always, we talked a lot about Tethered, but check out TetheredNation.com. Uh, for all your saddle hunting needs. It's going to be uh, even bigger and better than ever as time goes on. It's just going to be be better and better and better and better. That website's going to get a lot of traffic. It's going to get my paycheck as well. It's going to get a lot of paychecks, <laughs> I think. There's going to be a lot of tethered equipment sent to random addresses so guys' wives don't find out. And guys, um, like I said at the start, I am a pastor, so I do marriage counseling as well. So you know, um, <laughs> we both, you know, yeah, we we'll yeah, do your marriage we'll counseling. Do your marriage together. counseling, um, and more than likely, we'll tell you <laughs> keep sending it to the random address that's because right. that's right because it's just better that way. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so check out Tethered Nation. A lot of cool stuff coming out this month in August. I'm trying to think if there's any more announcements. There is one big announcement. Speaking of all the saddle hunting we've been talking about lately. Demo Day is coming up August the 24th. Check it out on Facebook. Go to the Southern Ground Hunting Facebook page and go under our events and you will see it. Now, you Tennessee guys are going to be hunting Velvet Bucks that weekend, so uh, I'm actually going to be mad at you if you come to Demo Day and don't go try to kill 
uh, a buck on on uh, some private land How in awesome Tennessee. Is that, man? It's cool. I actually got invited to go yesterday by my buddy uh, uh, Ben, and he was he was a guest last year because of his Tennessee velvet yes. buck, and he invited me to go, and I was like, bro, I can't go. Go Friday. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I, I could, but I, Saturday is the de- demo day. I know. So I can't. Anyways, I must love you guys a lot because I could be chasing velvet bucks like well, it's really only two weeks earlier than I would be in in uh, Kentucky. So true or false? Right now, if you kill a five point in velvet, do you mount them? I would. Well, me too. I would. <laughs> me too. Like, I mean, I guess it depends on how big the five point is. I don't know, man. Like, if it's got a decent sized frame on him and he's, you know. In full velvet, I might, I might, yeah, I might. Yeah. I just would like to kill deer in velvet. Oh, I would so love but to I'm going to be in Kentucky for like a it's week true. and a half, so I have given myself plenty of time. Um, anyways, back to Sorry. what we were talking about. Demo day. If you want to be a saddle hunter, or if you want to meet saddle hunters, um, I'm not going to say this is a dating demo day. Uh, but if you know, if you're a good-looking single young woman or good-looking single young man, and you're looking to meet other saddle hunters. Um, of the opposite sex, then maybe you'll meet them at demo day. Who knows? Just a swinging. Well, we're, it's not that. It's not that kind of party. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's not a swing. <laughs> not a swinging party. Yeah. Um, it is a demo day, guys. Seriously, if you uh, if you want to check out some cool gear, uh, we're gonna have lots of people there, sporting all their you know climbing methods, things like that. Also, if you are not a saddle hunter yet, but you want to be, but you just don't want to do it. Uh, you don't want to commit to it until uh, you try some stuff out. Um, this is going to be a great opportunity. It's going to be right outside of Birmingham, Alabama. So we tried to do it, you know, and it's not exactly central Alabama, but it's where the two major interstates cross. Yeah. And uh, it's actually in Odenville, Alabama, which is east, east Birmingham, yeah. kind of. Uh, so check that out on the Facebook page. You can put that you're going or if you're interested or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's 100% free. Um, we will gladly take donations if you want to donate to the to the food and stuff like that. But I'm not asking for any of that. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? Check out Onyx Maps. Onyx Maps. Good stuff. Onyx Maps. Mm-hmm. Yep. YouTube it. channel. YouTube Sportsman's channel. Nation. On YouTube. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I have an exciting announcement to end the podcast on. Okay? You ready okay, for this, I'm, I'm ready. I don't know if you even know I, this. No, I don't. You'll wait for the end. I'll wait. It's exciting. I'm I'm it's super right freaking exciting, okay. bro. From this episode forward, it's weekly podcast. Come on, somebody. So, you don't have to wait every other week for Southern Ground Hunting oh, Podcast. Gosh. We're going weekly. Um, we're going to talk to a lot of people. It's going to be really good. I have decided that... I need to make time to do this, and um, we got people interested in it. I get feedback on it every single day. Thank you so much, guys, for all that feedback. And so we are going to take this thing weekly podcast um, every Thursday night, Friday morning ish. So where where can someone go and subscribe for that podcast? You can subscribe to that podcast on almost every podcast platform, on Stitcher, on iTunes on Spotify on I think Google Play is that one I don't I don't really know I listen to everything on iTunes but um, all of the major podcast platforms you can listen to this 
Uh, you can subscribe to the Sportsman's Nation podcast network, um, the Whitetail feed, and you'll get Southern Ground and a bunch of other podcasts, uh, Whitetail Hunting Podcasts. Or you can just search the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, and we have our own RSS feed, and all you will get is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I know a lot of you guys do it that way. Um, so, yeah, weekly from here on out. Oh, yes. I'm Good very stuff. excited about it. I think it's going to give us some really cool momentum. So I'm, I'm pumped. Yes. Very pumped. So, guys, check out Southern Ground Hunting Podcast next week. Same place, same time. As always, God gave us dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So if you're going to be outdoors this weekend, go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.